Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast. This is Chris Budd here, not your usual host, David, because we're doing a very quick interim podcast to give a bit of help to people who might be stuck at home at the moment during the COVID lockdown and a bit worried, a bit anxious. So I'm having a little chat today with Nick Elston. Now, those of you who are regulars to our podcast will have listened to Nick on episode 55. If you haven't, please go back and listen to that episode. It was sensational. It's had the, the most amount of listeners of any podcast we've done, partly probably because I keep telling everybody to go and listen to it. It's so so insightful. We thought we'd get Nick to come back on and have a chat with us about the particular situation we find ourselves in at the moment. So uh, Nick is a speaker on anxiety, having gone through anxiety himself. We won't go through his story because we listened to episode 55 for all of that. So we'll just go straight into having a chat about how you're feeling at the moment, Nick. Yeah, hey Chris, what a build-up as well. (laughs) <laughs> Best figures, you know, to make a boy feel happy. Um, I'm doing well. Weirdly, I'm doing really well. And I say weirdly because I think we assume we need to be struggling sometimes, which sounds a weird thing to say. But if you think about how our lives are right now, we're kind of living in Groundhog Day. That, but for me, that we kind of like, we do our best, we go to sleep, we get up again and do our best and go to sleep. And actually for me, that's an old anxiety mechanism for me, that we cut off the past and we cut off the future to focus on today. So actually I'm feeling the strongest I've done in, in quite a long time, to be honest. I've got wow. a lot more time for my well-being as well. Yeah, yeah. You... Business-wise, it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> there, is a, there, is a, there is a flip side to this, mate, that, that business-wise is brutal, that literally all of my income has been cut overnight. Yeah. And, and I want to be honest about that because people need to see the, the real truth. Yeah. Because even though I'm maintaining profile visibility and reaching out and stuff, that's the reality. So for me, it's about going through that survival mode about can we get through this, which we will. Of course we will. The second thing is then going into evolution mode. And evolution mode is actually quite exciting. So I'm pivoting everything I'm doing, trying to take everything online, do different ways of doing things. And I guarantee that I'm going to come out of this stronger, happier and smarter than I went into it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you, mate. My my, a lot of my income comes from speaking in workshops and that that sort of thing as well. So my income is dropped off a cliff too. And I imagine there's a lot of people out there that are in that situation. Also, the stock market having gone down. You know, those people mm. are in retirement, so those in drawdown, their income is a worry. So I imagine there's a lot of people just wondering what the hell's going to happen for, well, forever. Really, we don't yeah. know what the future holds, do we? We're, we're consistently and every day creating a new reality and how long that lasts for, we do not know. And I think actually therein lies the problem is that if the greatest minds in the world doesn't know the end date to this yet or how that looks, then who are we to to kind of assume otherwise? And I think the, the problem we have is people do try and assume a perceived outcome to any event. And actually by, by default, by nature, as we went into on the podcast, that we go negative most of the time. So we'll start to catastrophize. And the reality is no one knows. So actually the only thing we, we can take kind of gratitude from is the fact that all we have to, is today and focusing on what we can do today. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down when I was thinking about us talking, I was also just reflecting on how I feel about all of this. Because like everybody, I've, I've had my down days. I think most people I talk to have had days where they've just really felt low. And I, when I've tried to think about what, what it was, I think there was something around a lack of control. I mean, I know control is a perception anyway. We don't really have that much control <laughs> over our lives. But at least we can pretend that we do. Yeah. yeah. And even that pretense <laughs> has been taken away from us, hasn't it? 
See, that's also an interesting one. I was, I've been making a lot of calls recently. I'm not sure about you, Chris. I've actually been more connected to people since the lockdown than yeah. I have before. Yeah. Even with family and friends, we're actually making a point of actively being in touch. And um, I was chatting to a guy earlier on who works in the mental health space, and he was saying that people that have never run before in their lives are now fighting for their right to once a day go out for a run. <laughs> so you, you tell humans not to do something, and then we really want to do it. And then when we get every day to go for a run, we just don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, that's really funny, because the second thing I wrote down is we can't do things that we might not be doing anyway. That's, that's exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it is crazy. I, I think especially for those who are new to... Uh, if you're working from home uh, or even being in a position where you're at home more often than usual, I think that that in itself also presents a whole set of challenges, even around people dynamics, as much as you love the people that you live with, I'm guessing that doesn't mean to say that you're going to get on all the time. And actually that will create its own challenges too. But if you're home working for the first time, you're actually bringing in two parts of your world are colliding. Um, So one of the key things I've been kind of encouraging people to do is to set boundaries um, not just in terms of your working time, but also where you work in the home. But also, very importantly, it has to be said, a quite sensitive subject, but it has to be said, setting um, boundaries with your partner and with your family, that actually there are certain times you may want to be left alone, especially if you are of an introverted nature. You will need to have that kind of going on. Um, so not having the courage to set boundaries is, is really important. Just remind us, uh, Nick, about introversion. How do you know if you're an introvert? So for me, the the definition of introvert is that I recharge in my own company. Um, For me, that's a true definition. So uh, I I need that alone time to be able to get my energy back. Um, And you'll get this being in the the speaking world as well. You could be in front of 10,000 people. However, um, it doesn't mean to say that you're actually connecting to those people. You're presenting to those people. You're immersing yourself in that audience, but you need your alone time to recharge afterwards. And an extrovert recharges in other people's company. So actually, they would thrive in front of a lot of people and immerse themselves with people, but actually struggle when they're in a position of isolation. And especially for people, extroverts work who live on their own have a whole unique set of challenges right now. I, so there's well, there's quite a few things in there. So let's let's take those one at a time then. So uh, because I, I don't you think passionate about this stuff. Don't you? Yeah, I love it. Nick. I love it. I, you see, I don't think many people know whether they are an introvert or an extrovert. I, I, I don't, I've, I think, I've never really understood it. I think there's a, there's a scale to these things, definitely. I definitely think it's a scale. Um, however, I think the majority of us know know really what's good for us. And we, if we start to get more energy back, if we start to have an increased well-being, if we feel more positive in our mental health, because that's the other distinction to make, is mental illness and mental health is two different things, and it's promoting positive mental health that we're working on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, yeah. mental illness works in the same challenges Another matter, too. yeah. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let's stick, let's one thing at a time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's we, stick, did this. <laughs> we did this last time. <laughs> <laughs> let's stick to helping people who are going through a difficult time with their mental health. So if you are a sort of person, I mean, I don't wish to paraphrase, so, so jump in. If you're the sort of person who just gut feeling is, I just need a bit of space on my own right now, listen yeah. to that, respect it, and create boundaries to make sure you get that. Is that the advice we would give? Yes, definitely. And also, if where possible, is try to have a work a working space, even just a different desktop, than where you would have considered your home time, your socialising time. So I think if you've always got your workspace in sight of where you relax, then you're never truly switching yeah. off. 
yeah 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 i've worked at home one way or another all my life i set up my first business from a back bedroom and uh, at five o'clock or whatever time it happened to be on the friday night i would make sure i would shut that door and i would just stand there just for a moment and and almost have a little private ceremony in my head i'm shutting that door i am finishing <laughs> yeah. work and it was and it was about it was a threshold you know so yeah i can i can definitely vouch that so what about the extrovert then who is stuck at home at the moment what can they do I think this is kind of where you need to stay connected. I think this is the case of um, Orbit electronically right now. Uh, I've literally just come off of a call with uh, with a guy who lives on his own, who by definition would say is more extrovert than not. Um, he needs the interaction. He cannot physically and, and literally get that from his home environment. So he's just making sure he's got lots of different calls in his diary and not just business calls, but calls with family, calls with friends, calls with uh, like-minded souls that you can just chew the fat with um, like ourselves when we were talking about everything and anything. And actually then you, you kind of get that little kind of box ticked like Chris, you know me. I'm a I'm a six foot four, twenty on stone guy who loves to hug. I'm very tactile. I'm missing that element more than anybody. Trust me. Mm-hmm. However, I am definitely getting a, a little bit of that buzz from doing things like networking uh, online, of having meetings and video calls online. Even my dad, I'm videoing online, a uh, kind of video calling online. When I first found him, actually, um, I said, "Why is the screen all pink?" And I said, <laughs> "Put it away from your ear, Dad. It's the video call." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's learning everyone's making this stuff up as we go along and I quite like that that we're all kind of creating a new reality for ourselves and I think in that comes a lot of empowerment that we get a chance to kind of this has given me a lot of clarity this whole process yeah. that actually uh, there's a lot of things that I, I did that actually is a waste of time but I don't, you don't realise until you stop so I, I there's a guy called Mike Seidler who Brilliant guy, absolutely brilliant. He, he was one of the founders with his wife Liz of an organisation called the Centre for Thriving Places, uh, of which I'm a director. And we had a board meeting last week and Mike started the meeting by saying, before we get into business, could we just go around everybody and just tell us how you're feeling right now? And it was a fantastic thing to do. So simple, mm. but a fantastic thing to do. And the two words that came out, and I would perhaps just ask you if you can give your comments about how people, if people resonate, this resonates with people, how they might be able to help themselves. So there's two words that came out. What the first word was a bit scared. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the future is going to be. It is obviously a pretty serious thing that's happening, but this is the biggest thing to hit the world since World War II. This is, we don't know how we're going to come out of it. So we're feeling a bit scared. That was the first thing. Yeah. And then the second thing, that every almost everybody said was in some way or shape or form they were thankful yes they were thankful for their health that their loved ones you know i hope you know not everybody listening to this will be that lucky hopefully they are but the people that ran the table were well, virtual table were thankful for the things that they did have so uh, perhaps we could just take one of those at a time if you've got any thoughts and i realize i'm just throwing this at you nick so you know uh, <laughs> don't, don't worry if you just say i got nothing on that that's fine um, no, i think so i'm scared think... first of all so I think everybody has, the best way I can describe it is, uh, from a lived experience perspective, it's very similar to, to a condition that I kind of managed for a long time, uh, where you have this underlying feeling of dread. So actually, even on a very low level, even on a subconscious level, we're, we're feeling the fear all the time. So actually what you're finding, and I'm finding this, actually even though I'm, I'm in the house, I'm working from home, I'm actually far more tired now than I was from going out, traveling, walking around, speaking, and all the energy you throw into that. I'm far more tired now. 
very early on the night. And I think it's because we're constantly burning energy because we're emotionally connected to this all the time. We're, we're, we're kind of assuming things. We're looking after our friends and our family and making sure they're safe. Uh, we're looking back for our business outcomes. And I think that's definitely understandable. So I think people will understand that, that they're using more energy now than they were before, even if they're staying in. And what should they do then? How, how can we respond to that emotional yeah. energy that's being used? Is it recovery very, time? The recovery time is important. Um, so again, the things I've covered in the podcast, I'm going to give it a plug now. <laughs> um, the things in the podcast to bring in things like the things that you love to do. So it could be things that really kind of make you make your soul sing. Do you know what I mean? The kind of the music, hobbies, even things like exercising. I'm doing couch to 5K. I'm doing it on the spot now because I'm in self-isolation. Um, so, But there's, there's still ways to do that. It's, it's bringing in all the things that emotionally usually make you tick. But very, very simply, it's moving. We, If we're staying, we're sat down working all day potentially, then sat down on the sofa at night potentially, then then led down going to sleep. But actually, by bringing in more movement. A lot of calls I've had today... I've transferred onto the phone because I can walk around the garden in yeah. the sunshine with the fresh air and actually get some steps in, get some movement in. Even on the basic level, an alarm set on my phone for every hour to go and get a glass of water or a, a fresh brew. So I'm actually walking somewhere, <laughs> actually yeah. getting that movement. Because if we stay still for so long, we get lethargic and our energy goes. I, I think we should just be clear for our listeners, by brew you mean tea, not beer, don't you? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely too. Back in the day, no, it's a whole different press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, that in itself, my wife was talking about, uh, was saying that she was talking to people at work and how everybody has noticed they've started drinking a little bit more. We were trying to work out why, but it was almost like it's, you've got an excuse. Things are really crap at the moment, and therefore I've got an excuse to have a drink during the week where maybe I wouldn't have done before. It could be that, or it could be just some a kind of a. a quite a poor distraction technique if you're using it on a major level it's it's another kind of masking mechanism that we for, for that little while we feel a bit better but from my experience it followed by a day where you feel a lot worse so i think with with things like that uh, and anything what i think more now than ever we're really worried about saying how things really are i've done a couple of interviews recently in kind of a podcast where i've tried to be really really honest about the situation both from a business point of view but also personally that yeah, business is brutal. Yes, it's not a great situation, but there's also people with far worse things going on to them than me. And I know we'll come through this. And I think knowing that kind of puts that in perspective, but not being afraid to reach out when you're reaching out to people and staying connected, not being afraid to actually tell people exactly how you're feeling, mm. even if it means that it might make you feel more uncomfortable. Like you said, if, if you don't tell people now more than ever how you're doing, then how are people going to be able to help you? Yeah. How are people going to be able to reach out? We're constantly fighting against our human nature because to feel vulnerable seems that it's, it's a massive flaw. But actually, vulnerability is a superpower. That if we start to show ourselves and suddenly everyone will start to queue up to help you. I guarantee you that's, that's been my experience anyway. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love that. For years, I've almost quite enjoyed it when somebody says, hi, how are you? And I've always told them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's quite disconcerting because they say, "Yeah, fine, thanks." You know, yeah, um, it really, you, you say anything else other than fine, it really freaks people out. But it's a fantastic filter for people that you do want in your life and that you don't want in your life. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so we didn't touch on thankful, and obviously that's a positive thing. Well, I think it's a positive thing. What would you? What are your thoughts around when people are talking about that they're thankful at the moment? 
I think there's a lot of things to be grateful for even now, and I, but I think it gets lost in the, in the anxiety, it gets lost in the, in the distraction of the, the bigger picture. But I think it's really, it's bringing it down to the core elements that to be grateful for, firstly, we're alive and we're here and we're breathing. I mean, that's three really quality things that anybody in a, in a hospital right now would swap those things for, for your lot, basically. Um, so there's that element. Um, but also it's the case of just looking around you and actually rather than kind of going into hide mode, which I get, I totally understand. Um, and I've seen this a lot, I've been speaking to a lot of freelancers and, and kind of small businesses and self-employed people this week, where the reaction is to go into hide mode, right, okay, it's going to downsource to this is all over. But if we stop, if we stop kind of beating a pathway forward, personally or professionally, if we do come through this, or, or individually, then we're, we're going to come out weaker, we're going to come out struggling. But if we carry on, if we do as much as we can do, all the positive actions we could do, all the pivoting, all the other things that are being thrown around at the minute, if we can reposition us ourselves, again, personally and professionally, we'll come through this um, stronger, smarter and happier. Um, so I think this time is, can be a gift if we just reframe it as such. And we can be grateful for that. I mean, how many times have made me, Chris, said, oh, I wish we had more time for this? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so I know. Suddenly we've got it. Okay, you know, admittedly, we, we didn't wish for a global pandemic. That was a little bit much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're recording some more of our podcasts on, on Thursday. And uh, one of the ones that was going to be talking about is time, funnily enough, and, and how to view time. So I, I won't say too much about that because it's going to be the next <laughs> podcast. But let me ask you some personal advice then. Sure. Uh, because you've touched on something that I've been finding myself. I've got a number of things that I do with the employee ownership stuff, uh, succession planning. That consultancy work is, is just stopped because obviously what business is going to start thinking about succession planning right now so it's, it, let's let's be positive it's paused the financial well-being stuff i've got masses going on and the initiative for financial well-being is being really successful so much of interesting stuff i know what i need to do but i've had days where i've woken up and i've just gone i just can't be bothered now yeah. that is so not like me. So with the word you use there about hiding, I mean that is, mm. I, I, and I have I can really relate to that. So when yeah. I feel like that and the energy levels are low and I'm just thinking I just can't, I'm just going to sit and watch a telly. What can I do to get myself back up and going again? So for for me, and I get that completely. And I'll be honest with you, this morning I woke up for the first time probably since lockdown. This morning I woke up feeling a bit like that. Actually, cancel everything. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill out here, kind of thing. But I've been filling my my kind of diary up with with calls, maybe calls I've put off for a while. So actually, I've pre-committed to speaking to somebody. Uh, I've been filling that up with doing some of my networking. So actually, I get that human interaction with lots of different people all over the country. And um, that gives me a buzz. And what you find is you start to build a bit of a tidal wave of momentum. So my diary, if you look at it now, is as full as it ever is. It's just with different stuff. Right. So I'm doing proactive things to try and push myself forward. When I've not got those kind of things, I'm, I'm putting in personal development stuff. So I'm learning how to build an online uh, course. I'm, I'm learning how to take all of my, my kind of speaking sessions and that kind of stuff online and actually have it that way. So um, again, if I don't do that, if what about if this is a new reality? Then actually, I'm, I'm much better getting a good grounding on this now, rather than waiting until this is all over and thinking like, well, now, now what do I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've wasted all this time. So I think it's for me, I was actually speaking to somebody uh, earlier on today who's setting up her own kind of nutrition uh, business. She currently works with somebody. And uh, I said, now is the best time, because actually if you go now, 
along with everybody else and just trying to do something from a position of fear. The reason why people are doing things, uh, crazy things now, are giving stuff away for free. And what I mean by that, by the way, is I give away content for free right now, but I always have done, as my kind of my give, as my kind of like karma kick. But also, I'm not going to give away my paid stuff for free, because once this is all over, what do you expect people to buy? <laughs> we have, a, I think we have a responsibility to the economy in that, in that way as well, that we need to keep the economy going, even on our own micro level. So I actually feel that responsibility, and I bring out every day, I bring out what I do. So what I said to her was that you've got the perfect chance now, we're having a go now, plan what it looks like afterwards, so actually you can hit the button soon for out of this. And then she'll have everything in place. So even if you're not doing stuff now, get the bigger picture stuff done right now. Yeah. And actually the process that lifts you and it makes you feel more empowered and confident and it, it decreases my anxiety because actually I've got that element of controlling the uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Nick, uh, as ever, it's f- fantastic pearls of wisdom there. I just want to finish on one last topic, which is uh, you know, everybody has got more time at the moment. Yeah, I know there are plenty of people with kids who are, you know, the one thing they don't have is more time because uh, yeah. they've got kids at home, etc. Have you got any words of advice for people who may be tearing their hair? I, I know one person was telling me that he and his wife, have, even though they are in lockdown in the same house, they have had less time for each other than ever before. Yeah, I can understand how that would happen, definitely. Get, you get to the end of the day, they've been trying, both trying to do jobs, both trying to juggle looking after the kids. Get to the end of the day, they just collapse, you know. Have you got any, any thoughts or words of advice for how people in that situation can get through the next, well, however long it's going to take? This is it now, on those. So for me, it is about what you mentioned earlier on, is, and you know it's a big thing for me, is recovery. Every single day, make sure there's a part of your diary that is, has got you in it and you only. So ring fence that time. Work in partnership with, with, your, with your partner, with your husband, your wife, and try to be fair in that kind of uh, equation as well. Because as I said, if you fill up your diary with work stuff and then you fill up the rest of your diary with your home stuff and your kids stuff, where do you feature in your own life? You don't want to be in that position where you haven't even got 20 minutes to yourself. And actually, sometimes all we need is kind of 20 minutes, half an hour for ourselves. We can just start to feel a little bit better again. We can start doing whatever we want for half an hour and go into the rest of the day. So for me, there's that. But I think it's that quote that I always have to to kind of end on anyway is every storm runs out of rain. I think that people start to lose hope or the hope of something better. I think that that could be quite a dangerous place to be in. But also, I think it's the fact that they don't realise that like the this problem like will end and we just don't see it right now because we can't see what it looks like and what it feels like that we assume it's never going to end that things won't ever change or go back to what they were there's an argument to say that things may not go back to what they were exactly so we're building a new reality and if we're, if we're not starting now we're going to be behind the game for the rest of the question rest of our days potentially and um, so i think it's about reinventing recovery um, but also being proactive on your bigger picture stuff personally and professionally that's brilliant advice. I personally, I, I think we have an opportunity to, as a society, to come out of this appreciating our NHS more and appreciating each other more, and we have a chance for a, a better world. Actually, at the end of this, I genuinely believe that. I think so. Yeah, I gen- genuinely think so, Chris. I agree with you. Uh, we just again, it's a, it's a reframing exercise. We need to see the challenges for, as opportunities. Yeah. What is this teaching us right now? And as painful as it may be, as frustrating as frustrating as it may be, they are opportunities to do things differently um so yeah again really enjoy challenging papers thank you mate thank you so much and uh, you keep safe okay yeah you too buddy thank you very much and cheers guys thanks